0: Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello. With me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing okay, but I'll be honest, getting ready for tonight's show was a little surreal for me.
0: The, the impetus behind doing today is that it's it's been three years since the resorts opened back up post that initial closing in the COVID-19 pandemic, and so... You and I talk pretty much every day about what's going on in the world of Disney. And there are definitely things that have changed as a result of that pandemic. And there are definitely things that, let's be frank, are still not open or have not returned at all. So we thought it would be a good opportunity to sit down and talk about how things have changed and certain experiences or certain elements of a vacation that we were all used to that have not yet returned just to get our our bearings about where we are three years post the reopening.
1: It's, it's odd, you know, you and I were texting literally as Walt Disney World shut down and I was on an airplane. We did a pretty early episode of the podcast while I sat at Boardwalk Resort and literally watched everything close. Yeah. We did another episode when I was the first actual guest to check in back on property when they only open select resorts. Yep not even theme parks. Then we reopen the theme parks. There's a part of me that feels like that dreaded C word is way far in the mirror, but there is a part of me that at least once a week, a guest will ask me about something and I have to say, oh, that's not back yet. Yeah. And so that's kind of how you and I came up with this idea of where are we three years? That's, when I think about three whole years since we've gone through all of this, seems a little a little too close and a little too far away.
0: <laughs> no, I, I think that's a completely appropriate way of looking at it. But just like the rest of the world has changed, right? We've gone from the, the you know the the phrase work remotely was was so rarely used prior to the pandemic. So things have changed all over the world as a result of it. Some of it for the better, some of it for the worse. We're not going to debate that today. That can, We'll leave that up to your individual perspective. But let, let's talk about how your visit as a park guest, as a resort guest, has changed as a result of the entire thing over the last three years.
1: I think there's three big topics to that. The first is park reservations. And again, as you said, we needed that in a lot of the world. You needed that at zoos and museums and other places and disney was no exception when they reopened park reservations were almost as hard to get as taylor swift tickets (laughs) they definitely filled every day they still have them i wish they'd get rid of them because we really don't see them filling anymore but i am thankful not all tickets but the majority of tickets beginning january 9th 2024 We'll no longer need park reservations.
0: Well, and every time we've talked about it, both on a recording and, you know, in private, we understood the the rationale for it in the beginning. And then it, it kind of, our patience wore thin with it, right? So it's good to know that it sounds like starting in 2024, some of that begins to, to change again for folks that are, are kind of trying to get back to a little bit pre-pandemic way of of park park life so to speak
1: it does unfortunately what we haven't heard a change to is that park hopper Mm -hmm. i am definitely somebody who's completed that four park challenge i know you and your family hop a lot yep um that 2 p.m hopping time at walt disney world 1 p.m in disneyland we haven't heard that going away and i'd really like to see that be gone but What I will say in defense of Disney is, well, many people just think, remove it. What's the big deal? There's so much behind it. Having park hopping anytime you want means having enough bus drivers to run buses from park to park starting early in the morning. Now they can run those buses five hours later. That's a big difference on staff.
0: And again, that goes back to the initial wave of what we had seen. So I don't know if I if I agree that that's why we're currently doing it. I do definitely agree with you that I miss it. It's something that I think was a very big part of my family's vacation style. I know that others, that's the same thing too. So I'm holding out hope. We're, we're,
1: I don't think it's a hundred percent what's behind it. I think Sometimes things that look like such an easy fix or an easy change, just remove that from the system so that it doesn't beep at you before two o'clock has more parts to it that people don't always think of.
0: Yep. I agree. But we have a couple other things that have changed.
1: Thankfully, the dining plan will return. Also again, that January 9th, Disney never starts their new year on January 1st. It's always based on a, different kind of fiscal situation they work under so that park reservation and dining plan and 2023 packages begins january 9th and we did a whole episode i'm not going to rehash it now the dining plan is back but again we're seeing changes to that plan but thankfully it's back so that you can really pre-budget your trip and know what you're looking at up front
0: Okay, a couple more.
1: Goodbye to FastPass and free FastPass. It is never coming back. We obviously now have Genie Plus and Lightning Lane and virtual queues. And so we're seeing changes to that. Again, we just talked about changes. Changes went into effect last week, starting June 27th. They made some changes. We've been told there are more coming. I'm as frustrated as every one of you listening to this with that system it needs work. It needs to be more vacation mode than work. And hopefully we'll get there.
0: And then one of the things that definitely changed, which was a direct result of the pandemic, is certain elements of housekeeping.
1: That's a tough one for me. When I travel with my mother, she does not let anybody into our room. She has a thing about your room is your room. She puts the no housekeeping sign on. She doesn't care if she's staying seven days. But those that are traveling with young children you make garbage you have messy floors (laughs) yes we do snacks (laughs) the housekeeping going to every other day um at least they're doing that housekeeping but i think also sometimes it gets a little confusing with the every other day because different people obviously check in and out on different days so the housekeepers need to pay a lot of attention to their system to keep up with that and hopefully They bring on more housekeepers. I know they're hiring like crazy and they just can't seem to fill all their open positions. And so hopefully we see that return to normal soon.
0: It's just another interesting dynamic, right? Hiring in that element, laying off in some of the other elements, some of the higher paying things you're seeing, there's changes. So the company, you can't record this and not acknowledge the company as itself going through a very significant change with the return of Bob Iger and figuring out how some of those pieces play something like housekeeping you mentioned bus drivers like those are not they they're not simple there there's a lot of moving parts there so we just kind of got to be patient a little bit with all of that stuff
1: and i think we know pretty much 80 percent of businesses in america have help wanted signs in the window and are struggling to hire but if you think about what makes disney cast so special it is the level of caring of the people, the attitudes, the above and beyond, the hellos, the smile on their face. So they're not hiring just to fill positions. They're not dropping their standards. They're looking for, as their phrase says, people who believe the magic begins with me.
0: All right, we have a couple of areas where things just, let's be honest, they just have not returned, right? So let's break down some dining experiences that pre-pandemic were, some very, very popular. Others, you know, quasi popular, had their own their own following, but have not returned.
1: Almost halfway into the show before we talked about food. Look <laughs> That's at good. That. That's good. I want to be super clear on this first one. Trattoria at the Boardwalk is open. They do a great breakfast. They do dinner. What they don't do was one of my favorite character meals. It was the only place to see princes with princesses. So you had Rapunzel with Flynn Rider and Ariel with Prince Eric. It's the only spot that those princes came out besides very few meet and greets. If you look in that schedule, there's princesses galore. But finding their mates is a little harder. And so, again, the restaurant is open. But we're still waiting for that character dining to come back. Okay. Also for character dining, 1900 Park Fair at the Grand Floridian has remained closed. It will reopen. We are assured it's coming back. But again, here we are at that three-year mark, missing an awesome breakfast, dinner, and it's where they held Alice's Tea Party. So we've had to give that up as well.
0: Well, and it's one of those things, too, like we've been to we're sure it's coming back, right? We're always sure everything is going to happen until something else happens and then it might not. So there's there's a reason for trepidation on folks part. If that's if that's an experience that they loved, they miss it. Right. So we got a couple more.
1: And two more at the Grand Floridian. The Garden View Tea Room has not reopened and the Perfectly Princess Tea has not returned.
0: So for the tea so, the tea drinkers, this is a big blow all every, everything at the grand you you apparently can't have tea anymore at the grand that's that's just a new thing.
1: you know I, I guess there's the big push. Joffreys must have paid them big money on that.
0: <laughs> all right, where do we go from there?
1: One of my favorite add-ons that I did, and honestly, I have no idea why this one isn't back yet. Over at Animal Kingdom Lodge, Gico did a wind-in African wine tasting afternoon one day a week. It was a charged event. But getting the history of African wines, and Jiko is home to the largest African wine collection in the U.S., it was a great experience. So I'm disappointed that one is not back yet.
0: Okay. And I think one more.
1: So this last one, I don't know how much I'm going to blame COVID on. Yeah, I agree epcot marrakesh has not reopened and there are some other areas of the morocco pavilion that have not reopened and if you've heard us talk about epcot or you've done any out of the park reading on epcot or you've begged the question why is there such a unique bunch of countries and why not certain other ones you would know that the countries that exist are funded by that country itself. It's a great tourism advertisement for them. We know that they send people to work in those countries. And Morocco, pre-COVID, I think, started having some issues. and this is not the correct terminology, so don't come after me. But technically or untechnically, um, Disney is foreclosed on Morocco. They owe Disney a lot of money. They filed lawsuit back in September 2020 to try and get some of their money back. Right. So it remains to be seen what they're going to do with the things in that pavilion and how they may or may not reopen them or retheme them and either get the Moroccan government back in play or decide that they're willing to take that on themselves.
0: And somewhere somebody is... Rubbing their fingers together, going, "Oh, what what country can we replace it with if that doesn't happen?" There's, a, there's always a, "What country are we going to add to the world showcase?" And then they heard, you know, foreclosure over there, and suddenly, <laughs> suddenly everybody's brain starts to spin. We're not quite there yet, but it, it is important to note that the restaurant is is really the first big signal that something is yes. Is about. The
1: gift shop is still there. There's two little kiosks that are still open. Um, But the interesting thing, if you talk about replacement for a minute, is for the most part, and there are two exceptions, things follow the globe. So you can't just put something there. It needs to geographically follow things. The two exceptions to that, the American pavilion is dead center. They would like to be American. And Japan and China do not fall where they do geographically because shame on us americans after lots of surveying of people they found out that americans can't tell some of the iconic things of those two countries apart so they place them far enough apart to be distinctive
0: not surprising and still sad all at the same time
1: uh, i've got you all now looking to see what geographically could go where mara is remember Send your ideas to Disney. You'll receive an email. They don't accept suggestions, yeah. and they will not pay you for them. But we'd love to hear them. Send them to us.
0: Uh, I think so. I think they'd be great. All right. We're going to enter into the experiences area. There are a bunch of experiences that folks were, were very, very fond of. They were pillars of people's vacations. Not returned. What do we got?
1: This one's a little bit of a it's there, it's not there. Yep. And that's the Bippity Boppity Boutique. And it returned in the castle in Magic Kingdom, its original home. It has not returned to any of its additional homes. So you won't find it in Disney Springs. You won't find it in the Grand. I don't know why. It's always sold out. The counterpart to that is the Pirate League. That closed pre-pandemic. It was a scheduled closure and will not be coming back. So don't go looking for that.
0: Okay. A couple more
1: tours. We haven't seen all of the tours come back. Two of the ones that I particularly loved was the Taste of Magic Kingdom, where you went into different kitchens and learned about how they make some of the food, how they decide what stays on the menu. It was a fun and phenomenal day. The other is the Family Magic Tour, which I've always loved. For people with young children, maybe your second trip, it's a scavenger hunt as a group through the Magic Kingdom. There's several surprises included in it that really make it a phenomenal morning. But again, that hasn't returned. Okay. And then two of these group tours that weren't really tours, they were a version of a VIP tour. Mm -hmm. So we've obviously done episodes on VIP tours. We know that they run five to $9,000 a day for your family and friends, up to 10 people. And you set the day, you pick whatever you want. You can ride things multiple times, but they had two really cool tours that weren't inexpensive but nowhere near the cost of that private the ultimate day of thrills and the family fun tour and that ultimate day of thrills took you to the top thrill rides in three theme parks so you didn't get to pick what you rode you didn't get to ride again and again because it was a group of up to 20 people with two tour guides but it was really the ultimate in fast passing. And so I'd love to see that come back. Okay. One of my personal favorite experiences has not returned. And that is dining with an Imagineer that was held in the bamboo room over at the Brown Derby in Disney's Hollywood studios. And you never know what Imagineer you were going to get. It's a very small, intimate setting One Imagineer with a maximum of 12 guests. It's sold out all the time. It was very hard to get. When they stopped doing it, they had 29 different Imagineers rotating into that schedule. One of my ultimate bucket lists is to have dined with all of them. And some of them are even no longer doing it. So there's more than that that have done it. Mm -hmm. Um, My office wall has nine sign plates with the Imagineers that I've had the pleasure of meeting and dining with through that program. And I'd love to see it come back and work hard on finishing my ultimate Imagineering round.
0: Yeah. One of the, one of the huge Disney bucket lists for people that are into how everything gets created. A couple more.
1: Launch Bay. I'm really not sure whether I would call that a casualty of COVID. All right. It kind of, If we think about when COVID shutdown began, it was about six months after Batu ended. Batu had everything you could want for Star Wars. Launch Bay was kind of duplicative, but it hasn't been replaced with anything. Maybe they'll actually bring back some Imagineers in our old favorite movie with Mushu, but I'm not going to (laughs) hold my breath.
0: That whole area of the park, I think, screams refresh right now. I'm, I'm waiting on it. I think it's coming.
1: It does, because right in the front of that area is Little Mermaid Live on stage, which also hasn't returned. It's yep. really one of the only attractions we haven't seen come back.
0: Well, you're in the water, so let's stay there.
1: Boats. Sammy Duvals, that ran those boats that your family might own, Jeff, or <laughs> owned because of what you've done to them. Right, right. And... The parasailing, that is gone from the marinas. There's a very limited number of pontoon boats that you can find now. I'm not sure we're going to see that come back anytime soon because, again, that was a third-party vendor. So clearly, that vendor really just is done with their contract. Who knows if they'll come back or if there's a replacement for that? Okay. The other thing that hasn't come back is a fun kids activity when the weather cooperated, and it may be one of the reasons it hasn't come back. Captain Hook's pirate crew. It was a children's pirate scavenger hunt out on a boat and moms and dads could go grab dinner while the kids were out on this special evening event. There were definitely some weather issues and figuring out what to do with your great dining in reservations while you now had your kids that you weren't planning on. (laughs) Right, right. One of the other things we haven't seen. And again, this one may just have quietly gone by the wayside But both Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios offered a pre-park breakfast event. The park opened an hour and a half to two hours early. You got on some top rides and got a fast food breakfast before the park actually opened. And that was a hard ticket event, just like the evenings we're seeing. So... I don't know, again, whether we're not going to see that again or we're kind of stretching the cast, how many hours a day the park can be open and how quickly maintenance can clean the park and turn it around every night. So I don't know if we'll see that one or not. Okay. And then the last thing that I will say, I kind of notice very little when I'm in the park, but when I'm searching on the Disney website is much more evident to me. There are a lot of the very small gift shops and individual kiosks that haven't reopened um personally i haven't found any issue leaving plenty of my money behind and coming home with many things (laughs) so say
0: we're going to talk about commerce and you i don't know that we're i don't know that we're
1: missing on me there's still plenty of places to shop and spend my money
0: yeah but um, but almost a diverting the crowd to the larger shops rather than some of the smaller ones that you were talking about
1: most definitely and i guess the last thing that kind of got scrapped from the drawing board. There was a new resort scheduled to open. They had begun clearing land. It was at the former site of River Country at Fort Wilderness. And that resort is totally off the table. So we know that they're building because we're seeing that new Polynesian resort coming in. Um, We're seeing the Galactic Star Cruiser close. I'm not sure that I would necessarily blame that on a covid thing right but there's definitely still things going on you know we're talking about all these closings but i think it's also important to say we've seen new fireworks new parades this coming year to celebrate epcot's 30th birthday we're expecting to see a lot of new and exciting things coming so you know, we might have to say goodbye to some of these things we talked about today that just are going to kind of quietly walk away instead of having an official closing.
0: Well, and and that's part of it is every time we talk about the history with Walt, you know, Walt always spoke about nothing being finished has to continually be evolving and changing and growing. And and that's kind of where we're at. It, it, some of it is convenient that can be tied to the pandemic. Some of it maybe had plans beforehand to be changing. Anything else you want to say about you know what's changed over the last three years, kind of the direction that we're headed for folks as we call it a show this evening?
1: I think it's interesting from a guest perspective. I think COVID had people reacting very different. I find that some of my guests are substantially more patient, more friendly, more empathetic. Some of them are a little more short fused, a little more. I want to get all that bang for my buck. I implore you while you are planning your Disney trip and especially on your Disney trip, take in the time with your family. You never know when it's going to be the last time. And as Jeff and I have talked about, there is magic everywhere, even if your own child makes it by jumping in a puddle and finding that to be the highlight of their day. So enjoy every bit of that Disney magic.
0: Well said, Sandy. We started this thing a long time ago now, and we've lived through the entire pandemic talking about what happened before, talking about what was happening during, and now talking about what's happening afterwards. I always thank you for your time, for your energy, certainly for your knowledge. It's been a a, a wild three years and it just continues to grow with the magic. So thanks a lot and have a great week.
1: Thanks for having me here.
0: And that's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. If anyone you know could benefit from this or any show, please share on your Facebook and Instagram for other Disney fans to enjoy. And don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions in Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week, and as always, keep making memories.